was great, guys. Thank you so much. Took these one with me. Uh, real our our high school small group reward trip. If you've been a, a somewhat active in high school small group, you know about it. But is a this is falling on the ground. Thank you, thank you. Um, uh, we we got a ski trip February 14th through the 17th, and there has been a list out. I've got a new new list for tonight. If you're here tonight, you're going plan on going on that trip. Please make sure you put your name on that list. What do you do? Put your name on the list. list. When? Now. Not right now, because that'll be distracting. So uh, please make sure you do that. It's it's right over there. Uh, there's a flyer along with it. One 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 more thing. We've been doing. Uh, hey, I'm glad you're here. Time for a, a long time, right? Like forever, like some of you, since I was born. Um, and that's probably true. Uh, but I want to change a little bit. Uh, it's still, hey, I'm glad you're here time. But this is our goal. Uh, but my goal is for you to introduce yourself. That means, hi, I'm Dan. What's your name? To two people that you don't know or you don't know that well. Okay? So, so man, new, no, don't just attack the same with this one new person here. Don't, like, kill them. But, you know, that, that's our goal. Hey, I'm glad you're, you're here time. Uh, introduce yourself to people that you don't know. Cool? Yes? That's the news. Some, some, some guests are going, no. <laughs> Sounds horrible. Um, uh, burdens. We're going to talk a little bit about burdens tonight uh, and sort of how you deal with burdens. Um, burdens, uh, some of them come uh, just because of life. We don't plan for them. Uh, they just sort of roll in, roll out. We... They hit. They knock us off our feet, uh, but some burdens are self-inflicted, right? We we bring them on ourselves. Y'all have heard me tell a story if you've been here uh, any amount of time. I think it's been a little while since I shared this story. Uh, back in 1994, uh, when I was seven, not really, but um, <laughs> I was on a mission trip to Tanzania, East Africa. I was there, un, 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 unmarried, but I'd been dating a beautiful young lady named Michelle Champion at the time. And, um, and so we were both picked. We, it, was, it was a statewide deal. They picked like 12 students or 10 to go on this trip. We, we were two of the 10 that were picked. And so we went on this trip, and I didn't see her. Like our team split up, and so she was like in, she was doing water skiing and sleeping in these big plush beds. I was in the middle of the bush getting attacked by spiders as big as my, my, my hand and um, sleeping in, like, mud dung huts and eating rice and fish eyes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Needless to say, I lost about 34 pounds that summer, and I weighed only, like, 165 when I left, uh, and I'm the same height. So I was a little bit skinnier when I came back, uh, and, and I, I tried to eat some of it. Um, so we, we split up, but then at the end of the trip, we both came back, and we were to run a little youth camp for missionary kids at a beach called Matema Beach. And so we're there, and we planned for this, and um, we're, the kids were doing something. We got to sort of walk on the beach and sort of talk about things. And I don't know about you, and guys, you're not like this at all, but when there's a girl that you're trying to impress, we sometimes do things that we might look back and go, oh, that was somewhat dumb for me to do. So we, I remember there's an old, like, a carved-out canoe. It's like a classic scene. We're in the middle of Africa. Say it a lot so you don't forget about it. Um, and there's this, this big beach there, and I see this big rock in the sand. And I'm like, 
I'm going to be goofy. I'm like, oh, big rock, me damn strong. And she looks at me like, you are strong, you know, or whatever she thought. And so, and the rock was, it was a big one. And so I go, I take it, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh, gosh, this is a heavy rock. So I'm, and I'm like, look how strong I am. And I pick the rock up over my head. I'm like, ah, and I'm like, yes. And all of a sudden, the momentum of the rock starts to roll off the back of my f- fingers. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And so I know I looked like the biggest idiot in the world. And, I, and, and so I, I'm, I'm trying to get, and it, it nails me in the back. Big old rock I could barely lift. And I fall on the ground. She comes over to me like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm an idiot. I've just shattered my back in a third world country. This is really bad. Um, but it was just some... Um, you say, I didn't shatter my back, uh, but I no longer picked up rocks to prove my strength for anybody from that day on. So I learned from that at the age of seven. I was at the age of seven at the time. Don't forget I wasn't at the age of seven. So we're going to talk. Some burdens we bring on ourselves, uh, some just come and roll in. Um, I'm going to ask for Caden. I think Caden is going to read the scripture for us tonight. And before he reads it, you need to uh, stand right there for a second. Because you look, look pretty. And um, <clears throat> we're, we're in the book of Matthew tonight. So this is just a little, little bit. We're not, I know I in, in, introduced Dan, Daniel about a month ago. We will get back to that at the start of the year. Uh, but uh, this book was written by who? Matthew. Not a trick. That's the truth. And he's one of the 12 disciples. And just to know, it, he wrote it to a Jewish Christian audience. Audience, it was it was Jews who became believers in Christ. That's who he specifically wrote it for, and it's very important for the text we're going to be in to know that. So we got to context is king. You got to understand why it's there. So stand with us. We're in Matthew chapter eleven, and it's just verses twenty-eight through thirty. Stuff you've probably heard before, but we're going to really talk about what it all means. Go ahead, Kate. All right, let's pray together one more time. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word. Uh, we're, we, I thank you that even in the midst of burdens and trials that we face, that you are still God, that you are in still control of all things, that you love us, that you care for us, that you pursue us, that you fight, fight for us. Uh, and God, even tonight, Lord, we, we need, need you here in this place. God, uh, we need you to move within our lives. And uh, God, just reveal yourself to be so how big and, and, and real and great you are uh, to so many hearts and lives tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, ha- have a seat. I have I've had in my life two special hop, 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 hobbies that, one, I love to do, and two, I'm really good at. I don't mean to brag, but I'm probably much better than you at both of these things. Uh, the first thing is this. I, um, I, I love to eat. Man, I love to eat, and I love it so much, like, if I know I'm meeting somebody, like, I met Seamus for lunch today at the Loop, uh, and last night, I'm go- going to bed, like, some of y'all are going, I thought that was our place. No, um, uh, and so, so I, I couldn't wait when I went to bed last night to see Seamus Sh- Sh- at the Loop, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I just, 
I just love food. Snacking is my speciality. I'm just really good at it. I don't have to try. It just 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 works. Um, uh, but I've got a problem. I found out if I eat, I gain weight. I don't know. It doesn't have anybody else but me. And um, so so years ago, almost nine now, I began to run, uh, and I I can run twenty miles a week or thirty. 30 plus a week, uh, and for, for eight years, it was good. I could eat. I didn't eat, like, everything I wanted, but I ate enough bad stuff, and, but I could still run far enough, but I'm getting, the age is catching up to me, and it's just not fair as you get older because I could run 35 miles every week and gain five pounds. Oh, it's maddening, so, but I'm still better than you at eating. Uh, the second thing I'm really good at is sleeping. Uh, man, I love to sleep. It's a special hobby. Now, now, well, I will tell, tell, tell y'all this, and some of you go, man, you're, you're really good at putting us to sleep. No, um, <laughs> but my wife, my wife is like the queen of sleeping. She, uh, is like, if, if she can crash at 8 p.m. at night, she would do it in a heartbeat. She, she's like, oh, I love this. I mean, she doesn't finish a sentence. She doesn't snore that loud most of the time. Um, uh, and um, and once I get to sleep, oh, there's just nothing better. But there's something with age that's occurring with that too. I can't sleep sleep in. Like who here? Now this doesn't count if you stayed up till five a.m. and then you went to bed. But if you went to bed around twelve, how late is the latest you have woken up? What you got? Yeah, say what? Eleven thirty a. Okay. One o'clock, this is like you're going to bed by 12 or before 12, okay? 12, 12 to 12? 3 p.m.? 4 p.m., what you got? 2, okay, do we have anybody past 4 p.m.? That's not past 4, but that was a good try. 5, okay. Okay, some of you need to repent because there's a thing called slothfulness, and we'll talk about that next week uh, at the Christmas party. Not really. That's going to be about greed. Um, So, why do we like to sleep or rest? Anybody here like to take a nap? I know adults, man. Adults are like, yeah! Give me a nap! No nap, please! Okay. So, so why do we like sleep so much? Give me a reason. Okay, so wacky dreams. It's not on my list. Miriam. Ignore your problems. Hey, hey, no, hey. So many of us do that. Y'all just don't admit it. You're like, I'm just going to bed. I'm just not going to text them back. I'm going to pretend like I fell asleep. You do this all the time. Okay, so we do it to get away. What else? To rest. We're tired. Man, I just want a little peace. We, you need sleep. You know that if you don't get if you don't sleep, you, you will die. People who play video, video games like stayed up for like four days straight and then they died and they, they don't know why. Your body has to have rest. I'm gonna get two more. It's cozy. It's cozy. It's no, you'd be friends with my wife. She's like, oh, it's easier than staying Easier. It's a lot less work, right? <laughs> hey, when you go to sleep, when you're asleep, are you stressed m- most of the time? No, no. You might have a weird dream or a nightmare, but no, man, it's relaxing. 
So is rest or sleep a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, it's so good. And with age, it's not because I can't sleep past 8.30 on the best day of my life. But most of the time, it's like 6.15. I'm like, bing. I'm like, what's wrong with me? I'm turning in my dad. This is horrible. Um, So I love my dad. Okay, so the text, look back at the text. It says, come to me, boys, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is speaking here. He's just been talking about how the, the, the Father has shared all things with him right before this. And then he goes into this, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. That means who, who work hard and you are worn out. You are tired, you are burdened. He says, I will give you rest. Point one is easy. And you'll go, well, I, we just hear this. This sounds like a Sunday school answer. This is something you'd hear in church. <laughs> We're in church. Um, rest is found in Jesus. Now, we're going to get a little bit of rest apart from it as we go to sleep at night or whatever here. But true rest in this world as these burdens roll in, ones that we partially bring upon ourselves and burdens that just come when we're just going for a walk and they come out of the blue, rest is found in Jesus. Now, has anyone ever felt weak, inadequate, un- unable, beaten, defeated? Yes, we all have. Um, <clears throat> we can all relate to that. So there's, if you can put cat- categories of teen stress, there, let's say that I've got five of them that are written here. What's a category that would encompass te- stress, like stress that teens deal with? Your future. What's going to happen? And there's a lot to that, and that's going to spread out a lot on the rest of these. School, academics. Y'all have got AP classes, dual enrollment classes. Um, Some of you are just trying to pass math. Uh, You've got college with SATs. You've got APs, EOCs, ACTs. Yes. Come, come, late, late for school? Uh, Do, late for school, biology. Biology, okay, that's a specific, right? Okay, so academics is one, is one of them, yes? Hannah. Family. Okay, hands down for a second. Family can bring you all sorts of stress. Even the family that's running the smoothest, everybody's got this, this great word called dysfunction because a bunch of sinners, some may be redeemed, some may not be, are trying to live together in this same house. And you've got weird rules. Your parents have weird rules. My friends don't have these rules. Why do I have these rules? He's like, amen, brother, preach. Um, it, they, some parents expect you to be this way or that way. Um, some have homes with divorce or separation or blended family, families. And that has its own Stress. Sometimes there's there's drug abuse in the home. There's alcohol abuse in the home. Uh, sometimes it's just really bad. That's tough, right? That's big, heavy burdens and stress. What else? We got academics. We got fam- family. What else is stress? Sports. Sports is stressful. Um, why are would y'all hands down sports? Why do you think sports is stressful? Okay, expectations, right? I've, I've got to, I've got to put the time in. You want to be the best, right? 
stay, stay up late for the game because especially if we've got to go like two hours away for a game or something. Uh, early. Where we need our sleep. All right, hand, hands down. Let me share a couple of more stressors that are huge. Hands down. I'm, I'm not going to let y'all share anymore. One is world events. World events are stressful. Now, now you may not think so, but when you hear things in the news, whether there was a school shoot, shoot, shooting here or there, uh, y'all all in this room were born before 9-11 hit or around right at that time. Some was born, one of you was born that exact day, uh, 9-11, <laughs> two, 2001. And that, uh, and, th- and that day, the world uh, for us adults changed for everybody. The way that you looked at life and the world changed, and world events brought this huge new stress. The Internet has brought stress because of the world events that we can see, the, the videos of things, the harm that is going on around the world and persecution around the world. We can see, see that now. When Before, you didn't see. You might read a little thing here or there in the news. So that's, brought, so, so that's, that's one thing. Another is significant life change. Uh, that would be uh, you are going to a new church, and it's stinking scary. That's stressful, walking into a, a new place. Y'all who have been here for any amount of time, as in years, always keep in mind that when someone new comes into this place, Man, it can be, it, it takes sometimes a lot of guts just to come through the doors just to start off. That's why I'm like, hey, I'm glad you're here time. Meet people, introduce yourself, try to bring them in. Don't be the us for and no more. We need to sort of reach out. That's stressful. Um, some have moved to a new city, going to a new school. Uh, you may face divorce in your home. And you're trying to sort of deal with that. So that brings stress, right? Are y'all dealing with a lot, a, a lot of stress? Yeah, okay, hands down. Yeah, just, just tell me, yeah. That, that's a lot of stress. Just what we shared is a ton of stress right there, and we've not even talked about your social life. Okay, that like, that's like, that is, adds up to everything else we just t- talked about in, in your life. You've got to fit in. You've got to look right, dress right, talk right, act right. Got to hang with the right crowd. You got to post stuff right. You got to selfie right and get your chin just right. Sorry, that's what I got. I got to do everything. There's this this stressful, and then d- dating or courting or talking or just seeing someone from the opposite sex that you think might be mildly attractive, whatever you call it, is going on. And some of you, and there's so many in this room that is like, and it's just not one or two of you. It's like. A hundred. You're going, oh, I got to have somebody right now. If I don't find someone right now, I'm never going to find anybody. Oh, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. And you panic and you're like, I'm the only one that feels this way. Stop it. You, you got a lot of time. You got a lot of time. Because, see, you're all laughing good. You all, yeah, me. It's all right. So we have stress, right? A lot of stress. So what, what do you do? With that stress, we, the, the first point was rest is found in Jesus. Point two, look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. We must, point two, we must follow Jesus to have rest. Okay, point one is rest is found in Jesus. Point two, you must follow Jesus to have rest. Now, anybody here, what is a yoke? 
Okay, okay. It's an egg. I, I ate yolk this morning with my, my scrambled. It was scrambled up into the white part, and it's the yellow. And it's the yellow part of an egg, right? That's, that's yolk. What else is a yolk? What, what is a yolk when it says, do not be uh, unequally yoked with unbelievers? That verse. What, what type of yolk is that? Oxen or something. That's right. A yoke is this thing that is, is curved, and they both sit beneath it, and it's like a p- piece of wood so that when you plow a field, they're going in the same way. You guide them both at the same time. They're, they're, they're linked together with a yoke. Jesus is not saying, I've got a yoke for you to put on. Hey, that, that's not the yoke. There's a third type of yoke we don't really use in, in our um, link, language a whole lot. Uh, and I'll explain it in a second. Was Jesus a Jewish rap, 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 rabbi? Oh, he sort of was. He sort of was. Let me ask you this. Did Jesus have disciples? Oh, what, what do you think the goal is of a disciple of a rabbi? What did he want to become? A rabbi. He didn't want to come a rabbi, he wanted to become just like the rabbi that he had. So if the rabbi walked like this, everybody of his followers would walk just like him. If, if, if I was a rabbi and you were my dis, dis, disciples, um, because I ate at the loop way more than I ought to, you would eat at the loop way more. They would talk, eat, you would even stutter. They would talk, eat, drink, speak, act, everything. Their whole, well, their whole goal, and if we had a time, I'd have had a crowd of you doing everything I was doing. It would have been weird. Uh, their whole goal was to be just like their rabbi, exactly like him. So a yoke is a rabbi's interpretation of how he, he took and held and would wield the word of God, how he would interpret Scripture, like when Jesus said, uh, you said, thou shall not, not murder. I say, if you have hate in your heart, you've already committed murder. That's a, a, the yoke of Jesus, the teaching of Jesus. When he says, um, uh, you say, don't commit adultery. I say, if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. That's, that's the yoke. So now look in verse 29 when he says this again. He says, Take my yoke, my teachings upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your soul. Now he's been teaching Matthew 5 through 10 all before this, the the chapters 5 through 10. He's taught about anger, about lust, about worry, about greed, about giving, about judgment. And he's talking about all these things that weigh us down and stress us out. And then he says here in 11, take my yoke upon you, learn, learn from it. I'm gentle and, low, and lowly in heart, and you will find rest in your soul. Have you ever had a, a conversation with someone, and it was not just a, hey, how, how you doing? Are you having a, a good day? It was a, uh, how you watch that game, that football game? Yeah, go Jags. <laughs> go Jags. Um, but that, not that type of conversation, but a conversation where you really talk to someone, and it's about huge things, and tears may flow because it's just sharing about burdens or relating, uh, and it's, it's talking about big life, life things. And it's almost a conversation where it's, it's like a soul-to-soul 
talk. It's just a past the surface level. My hope for you is, man, that we get past the surface because we stay in the surface all the time. And we're meant to be relational and have these soulful conversations because those conversations, as you talk, it's rest for, for your soul. Restful when you get there. <clears throat> he ends it with this. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke, Jesus says, okay, so wait. So he's saying that his rules, interpretation of scripture that he's just shared is easy. Uh, and he's taught, let me remind you that hate is murder and lust is adultery. And now he says, he's got the gall to say, ah, my yoke is easy. And this stuff, if you look at it, you go, this is the easy, it's impossible. It's impossible. And the beauty of the, God, the, God, the God, 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 gospel is that your salvation is not dependent on you getting it all right. You can't. You cannot get it. It's dependent on, on Jesus already getting it all right. Jesus got it all right because you can't. That's what the gospel, that's where he says, you, you want to find rest, you can't be perfect. Some of you, you come to youth group, you, you, and you, you, you are stressing yourself because you are just, ah. And you can't, you can't do it. That's why Jesus came to do it. That's why he came to die. Point three, you can't get it all right, so Jesus did. You want to find this, this rest, you can't get it. All right, so Jesus did. You know, uh, does that mean once we're saved, we can do anything we want to do? <laughs> a lot of people sort of th- think that, ah, I'm, I'm saved, I- I'm good. doesn't really matter if I obey him or not. I'm saved, man. I prayed the prayer. I went, was baptized. Dude, I went to Pastor Dan's youth, youth group twice. You know, I, I'm great. Uh, truth be told, it does matter because a born-again life is a thankful life. Okay, a born-again life is a, thankful life. If you truly turn to God through Christ for forgiveness of your sins, you will strive to live a thankful life in obedience to Jesus. Will you struggle and fall? Yes, Andre. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Thank you, Andre. <laughs> I love that kid. So, if you truly turn to God through, through Jesus, you will strive to live a thankful life in obedience to him. Are you going to struggle and fall? Yeah, you will. But are you getting back up and fighting, fighting to live for him, fighting to honor him? Because you can't be perfect. You can try your best. You don't have to be, thank God, because no one would make the cut. No one here would come close. Uh, as a 16-year-old kid, I remember um, being at a, a youth camp. Uh, I was a good kid. Uh, but fitting in, acceptance, pride, anger, not being good enough, uh, being a freak because of the way I talked, that all weighed me down. Uh, and on the fourth night of that camp, the pastor just talked about the crucifixion of Christ. And he took maybe 15 minutes to talk about Jesus and, 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 and what went on on the cross and how he died on the cross. But, but, but the, the, the people didn't, didn't kill him that were actually there. I mean, they put him on a cross, but God took the sin of mankind and he, placed it on the perfect son as, a, as he died as a sacrifice. I remember when I, I heard that, 
and I, I've said, I've shared it before, but for me, it was a moment is if I did not, if I, if I did not get up and talk to the guy at the front of the room right then, I was just going to explode and be no more. I just, everything about me was like, that is what I need. I was always sort of a good kid and trying to please everybody, and I figured out I, I can't do it. And I walked down, and I talked to him, I said, I need, I need Jesus, I need him to for, forgive me. And when that occurred, when I said that, and he said, put your faith and trust in it, when I did that, that moment for me, a weight came off of me that has never been back. Never been back. And so when burdens of this life come, you go, my God is so big. He's in control of all things. He knows what I faced this past month. He knows what I'll face next month. And he doesn't just know, but he, he cares. And he's got a plan for you. So let's look at, at the script, scripture again, just from start to finish. It says, verse 28, come to me. Jesus says this, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke, my teaching upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and low, lowly in heart, uh, and, and, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's easy. Why? Because he, he, he did it. He did all the work. And when we come to him, life is still going to be hard. You're still going to feel things. It's, you're going to get rocked. But in the end of the day, you can still look up and go, my God's in control. He's got such a plan. There's a, um, a skit guys video I wanted to wrap us up with. Is that all right if we show yes. a video? Uh, and um, All right. You know, that's, I know that, that was a, a little bit long, but I think it had some re really good points. One of the points I'm really lo 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 loving that is that we've all been hurt by, by someone, right? Everybody has, but everybody's hurting in some way. Uh, we, you know, the, we've all been hurt by somebody. So at what point do we take this? We say we're Christians, we're believers in, G in Jesus Christ. When do we take the forgiveness he gives us and do we just share it, just abundantly share it with everybody we meet and talk to? Because that's what we're called to do. What, Pastor Dan, they st stabbed me in the back. I, I get it. Forgive them. I don't know if you should put your back to them, but you can still for, forgive them. Uh, rest is found in Jesus. You must follow Jesus to have rest. And you... You can't do it on your own. That's why he did. Man, that's good news. My hope is this. We, one, know Jesus, uh, that we turn from our sin and tell God, I'm sorry for my sin, and we turn to the cross and we turn to Christ as we accept the sacrifice of his son on the cross. That's how you begin faith in Christ and live thankful. That's the goal of everybody, my hope for everybody in this room. Man, let's live thankful. What a different world it will be when we live thankful and we follow him. Even when the burdens come, I'm going to live thankful. Even when I'm hurt, I'll be thankful. Well, let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight, the chance to uh, just talk about burdens and baggage.
And I know there's many in this room that have it, and they're just not letting go of it. But God, I do believe in your word, and we're called to, to come to you. God, we are all weak. We're all heavy laden. And God, I ask that you'll help us to have the courage to let go of the burdens and cling to you, to follow you, to obey you. Lord, help us to be thankful. Help us to dis- dispense grace like we have more than we can stand. Uh, and thank you that even in the midst of trials, even in the midst of hardships that come, you are still God and you still care. For it's in Jesus' name I pray.